out of all things in the financial universe, a CFP would not typically recommend folks dumping a ton of money into whole life insurance. But that's exactly what we do with many of our clients. It's not a good fit for everybody, and I don't recommend it just off the shelf. But for the right person, it can make a tremendous difference. Welcome to the Free From Wall Street podcast, where we share how we have done over $200 million in real estate deals to create, preserve, and pass on generational wealth without the roller coaster ride of the stock market. If you're ready to start investing with purpose, visit freefromwallstreet.com. But for now, let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Free From Wall Street podcast. My name is Steve Lim and I am your host. And today we have Mark Willis, who is going to be joining us. And he is uh, just a guy that's going to help you think a little bit differently about your financial strategy. And if you're thinking differently about your money, your economy, then you start to start thinking differently about your future. So, Mark, that's what we're here to talk about. Free from Wall Street, we appreciate you jumping on and talking about how people can start to take control of their financial futures. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Steve, thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, man, my pleasure. So you also run a great podcast. Uh, what's the name of that podcast? Not Your Average Financial Podcast. Not Your Average Financial Podcast. And there's a lot. I mean, if you're listening to this one, you might as well go over and subscribe because what you're trying to do is wrap your head around how to get to thinking differently about finances. And Mark is another guest on the show that implements a very similar strategy. You've heard a lot of people on the show talking about this as real estate investors or just passive investors, even high income earner, W-2 wage earners, if that's you, doctors, lawyers, basically anybody that you know that's wealthier than you is using this strategy. So you should listen up, figure out how to get this thing implemented. And so Mark, tell us a little bit about your background, where you came from, and you know what the genesis was to get to you to today and what you're up to today. Sure. It's the world gone crazy is what got me to this point. And, and, and maybe it's me that's gone crazy, Steve. But uh, you know, in general, it's, it's a world that's gone mad. We now spend 36% of our income on financing our debts. And this is not investment debt. This is credit cards, car loans, you know, personal residence mortgages, student loans, investment debts sometimes too. But in general, and according to the U.S. Commerce Bureau, a third of our day is working for a bank, not ourselves. And if you add uh, the IRS to that, that's half your day where you're working as a slave and not for yourself, even if you're in your own business. And then everything else is piled on top of that. Who gets the risk? Uh, well, usually the investor does. You know, who gets the guarantees? Well, the bank does, right? The bank is getting that regular monthly mortgage payment or that car loan payment or that student loan payment. Uh, So we've really been built up originally as a nation of savers, I'd say up till about the 30s or the 40s, where we really could stand the test of a, a national tragedy like the Great Depression. I don't know if you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Steve, but I don't remember monthly stimulus checks and bailouts and trillions of dollars of deficits in the 1930s, you know, somehow, some way. We even made it through World War II without a stimulus check. Because why? Because we were a nation of savers and we had the capacity to handle a rainy day. Today, we can't handle a drizzle. And the coronavirus has given us the mother of all floods here. And so, you know, we've, we've really built for ourselves, I think, a, um, a calamity waiting to happen. And now we didn't know what the pin would be to pop the bubble, but it has certainly popped. 
with over at this recording anyway, 30 million people, you know, receiving unemployment. Uh, we're going to be in this mess for a very long time, is my opinion. I don't think it's going to be a quick bounce back. Personally, I could be wrong. I don't have that crystal ball, but. This is sort of where I started too. It was 10 years ago, financial crisis that, you know, I graduated from my undergrad and graduate schools with my wife. We had three private school degrees between us and six figures of student loan debt with no plan and no job to pay it all off. You probably know what I'm talking about. You probably heard the stories. Oh, yeah. uh, we stumbled across some very counterintuitive strategies and I was kind of your plain vanilla, Dave Ramsey, invest everything in the stock market you know, kind of guy until someone came and said, Mark, is it possible that Dave Ramsey could be wrong about something? And that was like a light bulb moment for me. Uh, yeah. And that was the red pill that brought me through the, the looking glass, so to speak, and into a brand new world of alternative investments, like the ones that you talk about on your show. And something that uh, is called the bank on yourself concept, which uh, we can talk some more about. But that bank on yourself strategy was what helped my wife and I break free from Wall Street, break free from our student loan debt, and become our own source of financing and find true financial freedom uh, as we move forward. Yeah. So what I love about this story is that it's a little bit different than the other ones that I've heard because, look, I've been through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. I think a lot of people have. And it was really helpful to get out of debt when I started like saving a little bit and starting to chip away at some debt. And then, so I look at the, the bank on yourself strategy and I used to only apply it to the investment side. So now that I'm more solvent, now that I'm more able to pay off this debt, is it possible for me to go and utilize this strategy, which we will dig into in a minute? But you use the same strategy against the debt. You use that strategy to get out of debt faster, more efficiently, more effectively. So that actually is a little bit of a light bulb for me too. Not that knew about this concept back when I was in Financial Peace University, but it's good to recognize that, you know, because I even used to say a few times, well, Dave Ramsey's good at getting you from A to B, but not from B to Z. And, you know, it's, I think the majority of America, because we have such a debt problem, look at him and go, all right, so this is how I can get out of debt. And then when it comes to building wealth, you know, I've emailed his show a few times and I am trying to find out where his 12% per average mutual fund is that he's always talking about because I haven't found it. And right. I don't know anybody else that has either. I love that return, right? I mean, if you can find eight, 10, 12% consistently in yeah. your portfolio, you can have a great retirement. So that's interesting. So tell us more about the strategy. Tell us more about how you can apply it to getting out of debt faster, because that's, that's a little bit different of a paradigm, even for me. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right. I think there's going to be a lot of unmet promises when people realize that 12% average is not the same thing as 12% real return. 25% average rate of return, Steve, with no more money in your pocket at the end of the time, period, right? If I gave you a you know, 100% rate of return on your money this year, think of it this way. Let's say you gave me 10 grand to invest somewhere and I doubled your money this year. That's 100% rate of return. So 10,000 grows to 20 with, but you lose half your money in the investment that year, a negative 50%. So your money goes from 20 grand down to 10. Well, you're back to 10,000, right? That's exactly what we started with two years ago. And yet, if you take 100% plus a negative 50% divide by two years, that's an average rate of return of 25%, right? So average returns mean nothing, which is in part why we say we're not your average financial podcast. But to your point, Steve, there's a 
something even better than being debt-free. What is debt-free? You know, if I'm a Dave Ramsey fan and I'm debt-free, I'm going to call up his radio show and scream like Braveheart, right? I'm debt-free. But what is debt-free? That's nothing more than getting to the starting line of your life financially. And why celebrate that? You want to get to the end of the marathon, right? I don't need baby steps. I need a marathon. And again, your concepts that you mentioned on your show, and I believe the Bank on Yourself strategy helps us run the marathon of life and actually helps you become better than debt-free. And here's how you do it. So, you know, we actually call this the debt snow bank method, which is a little parody to the debt snowball method. Right. Uh, so the idea here is we're using a modernized form of dividend paying whole life insurance that's accelerated the cash value of the whole life contract. So let me back up for a minute. Out of all things in the financial universe, a CFP would not typically recommend folks dumping a ton of money into whole life insurance. But that's exactly what we do with many of our clients. It's not a good fit for everybody, and I don't recommend it just off the shelf. But for the right person, it can make a tremendous difference. Here's why. It grows on a guaranteed basis every single year, no matter what is going on in Wall Street, no matter who's sneezing on who. It's pandemic-proofing your money with your cash. So it grows on a guaranteed basis. It has for the last 200 years. Uh, the money in the policy is accessible to you, meaning you can get access to it for any reason, including investing with integrity or investing with you know any other investment you want to make or paying off your debt, which we'll get back to that in just a minute. But that money is accessible. It's not locked up like a 401k might be. And that's Third, a big misnomer. I think a lot of yeah. people think that it is locked up, right? Because yeah. I, I was actually listening to, I go on Dave Ramsey's YouTube channel every once in a while to pick a fight. Now, just to kind of talk to people about some different strategies, but he was actually arguing with a guy about this strategy and telling everybody, all of his listeners that, no, the money is locked up. You can't get it. Now, you know, technically he's right, right? Because you're actually taking a loan against your policy. You're not taking your money back out, but the cash value is there, which you can leverage and in turn utilize for whatever you want. So I think that's a big piece that people need to understand. Big, huge huge piece. And it's important to realize you can always walk away with your cash value. It's a walk away money. That's why they call it a cash surrender value. You can surrender the policy and get a hundred grand or whatever your cash value is. It's your money. Check in the mail. But you're right. The better use most of the time is to access the loan feature, which helps you become your own source of financing, which uh, is actually the third thing that I'll mention here. The policy is accessible to you and you can use it to be your own banker, to be your own source of financing, better even than debt-free. It is tax-free when you access the money if it's designed correctly and, of course, under current law, guys, so keep voting. And it is also, of course, life insurance, so you're multiplying your family automatically. Uh, I can't even find – I can't find anything else that does that except if I was like Picasso, I guess. If I was a famous artist, maybe I'd ultimately die. Otherwise, life insurance seems to be the only thing that lets me do that. So how do you use the whole life contract, the life insurance policy, to pay off debt? This could be done with you know, low interest debt. It could be done with high interest debt. It could be done with mortgages. It could be done with bad debt, good debt. It comes down to your overall objectives. I don't recommend this for all debt, all the time, everywhere. I'm not a teetotaler when it comes to being debt-free. I think there's good debt to keep on the balance sheet. Agreed. <laughs> yep. But here's how it works in a few simple steps. Step one, keep current on all your debt. Don't go behind on your debts to try this strategy out. That's, you know, so this strategy, we're calling it the debt snow bank method. 
of paying off your debts. It's the idea of becoming the bank, buying back your debt, and actually having a strategy to never become in debt ever again. So again, step one, keep current on all your debts. Step two, anything extra you can pack away goes into your snow bank. And I'm using that phrase, you know, to reference the whole life policy we've been talking about, the snow bank. It's not literally an FDIC insured bank. It's just a parking lot for your money. It's like a snow bank or a food bank, right? It's a place to pour your, your wealth as a warehouse for what you need that money to do for you next. So everything else goes into a bank on yourself designed whole life policy day one. Step three, when your whole life policy has enough cash value in it, simply take a loan against the policy to wipe out your debt. And the key difference here is now you're debt free, your credit card's gone, your student loan is gone, your, you know, whatever it is, your car loan, your investment loan is gone, but you still have the asset. And now you've bought back your debt. And importantly, the policy itself, the whole life insurance cash value will continue to grow as if you had not taken that loan, which is huge. It's a game changer. If we truly get how powerful that concept is, an uninterrupted, guaranteed to grow each year compounding wealth asset that cannot be stopped. It cannot stop growing, even if you want it to. When you borrow against that policy, it continues to grow like there is no loan. That's huge. The arbitrage there is tremendous. And over time, it can totally uh, revolutionize the way you buy anything, everything, yeah. right? But also helps you pay off. So the last, the last step, and then I'll hush, I guess, is uh, when you're loan on the policy is taken out and you've paid off that debt. Now you are in control. You are your own source of financing. You can decide for yourself how to pay yourself back and you know pay that off over a reasonable period of time. Obviously you don't want to just let loans on the policy linger forever. You know, you cannot borrow money out again until you've paid it off. You know, that first dollar gets paid off again. So, you know, being a good honest banker with yourself is the last and most important step to doing this, uh, like using it like a bank uh, for your all of your financial needs, whether it's paying off a debt or investing in some real estate. Let's say you have an outstanding loan and you kind of decide how you're going to pay yourself back. I'm going to say, I'm going to use the next five years to pay off my car loan and my consolidated credit card loan. But now there's a pandemic, right? I got laid off. Yeah. What do I do with my loan? Push a button or two and say, no more payments for a while till I tell you otherwise. You know, you can either call up the insurance company or just push a button or two on their website and just say, let's cancel the loan repayments to myself. It's your loan. If you don't pay off the loan, it just sits there. You know, it will accumulate some interest to the insurance company that you own. So let that sink in for a minute. It will accumulate loan interest, which is not good, but you own the company that has this loan. So you're earning the interest indirectly as a policyholder. So there is no required repayment plan. Steve, if you need to skip a few payments because you lost your job or there was a pandemic and your business dried up, no one's going to call you at dinner time to repossess your life insurance. <laughs> Big deal um, because, yeah. you know, we're talking about this during COVID-19 and, you know, do you have money accessible to you, right? My policies have some loans out that are invested and we also have, still have some cash value available. So how stressed am I right now? right? I can't close any deals right now. We're going to be closing them after everybody gets back to work and the majority of, uh, of occupancies go back up. And, but right now I don't have any income coming in, right? From existing investments. Yes, but not from new deals coming in. So 
what can I do? Well, I can leverage that policy. God forbid something goes wrong, right? And I need some help to pay some things off or to carry some costs or whatever. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really a nice safety blanket to have for you and your family. And the no requirement, and not that you shouldn't pay it back. You should because you, the more in and out you have, the more money you should be making passively off of those. But the fact that you get to set your own terms, that the, you know, the bank, the creditor, quote unquote, isn't calling you at dinner time and right. creating all this stress in your life, it's a really nice feature. You so bet. yeah, to be able to yep. roll that debt into these policies and to chip away at it at, I mean, let's face it, a very low interest and arguably interest-free if you're calculating the dividend paying on the other side versus what you're borrowing against, yep. um, way to pay yourself back is in, it's just an incredible, powerful way. I mean, if people are paying credit card interests, just go to your credit card. I don't care if you carry 1000 or $10,000 on your credit card. If you take a look at that, and that's anywhere between 17 and 24, which they all are, you're going to be paying a significant, and that's a daily interest compound. They don't they don't just get you once a year for 17%, right? It's not a 17% per annum. It's 17% that's going to calculate very much higher than that. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's loan sharking. So you can buy that debt back and you can pay yourself back with a much lower payment. You can create some breathing room in your life. And yeah, it's a powerful strategy. So thanks for opening our eyes up to that too, because sure. I think it's important, you know, when we talk about wealth creation, we want to talk about the investment side. But let's face it, you're not creating any wealth by living in debt. You bet. So if you can start to chip away at that, that's really important. And I'll mention this too. You know, a lot of our clients will ask us, Mark, should I pay off my debt and then start a bank on yourself type whole life policy? Maybe I should wait until. And it comes down to the numbers, but we've got some calculators that we've used to help our clients and folks that are looking into this strategy to know for sure. Like my wife and I, we used our policy chunks of our student loan debt. And that allowed our policies to build an asset right away. So we were past the starting line. When we finally paid off the last of our student loans, we were past the starting line because we had assets earning, as you said, yeah, our arbitrage and our policy was greater than our loan interest on the policy. And that's in our favor, right? We calculated an additional 200 grand that we would have in our policies at retirement that we would not have otherwise had if we had paid off the debt the old-fashioned way, the snowball way, the Dave Ramsey way, versus using the snowbank method and helping our policies get started faster. Younger is better, right? Time value of money. It's always better to get started early, as early as possible. Yeah. And, you know, so it's super smart. You know, we have obviously tons of strategies beyond just the debt strategy, you know, for how this might work on a real estate investment perspective. But yeah, you could use this to pay off your mortgage, you could use this to pay off a HELOC. Uh, if you've got super high interest credit cards, maybe it makes sense to wipe those out the old fashioned way. You know, sometimes it's not a good idea to use this strategy. If it's super high interest credit card debt, it might just make sense to squash that bug and get onto bigger balances like IRS debt, for example, if you have it, or maybe a pesky mortgage that you'd prefer to take on your own balance sheet as in, instead of it being on the banks. We've had folks that you know, are using their policy for private money lending and bridge loans to others now. So you can be your own source of financing, but Steve, you could be everybody else's source of financing too. And using yeah. the policy as a bridge loan source of money uh, is a super fun and smart way to, to get some additional yield uh, without any additional risk. 
We have dozens of investors that utilize this strategy into our large-scale multifamily and commercial projects. And it's just a no-brainer for me. I mean, we do it. We do it with our kids. And the reason is, is the death benefit that you're going to want to get. I mean, so picking on Dave Ramsey a bit today, aren't we? But Poor guy. he always talks about term life and then invest the rest, right? Term life is cheap. You're only going to need it for 25 years because then your kids will be 25 years old and they'll be self-sufficient. And I guess you don't want to leave them any more money. But the fact is, is, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, right? So now I get to do what I want to do, which is invest and grow my wealth and not just look at these things as death benefits. The death benefit to me is ancillary. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yep. <laughs> which by the way, it's like multi-millions of dollars of ancillary, but yeah. it's ancillary mm-hmm. because that's not the strategy that I'm implementing, right? I think if you are just looking at death benefit, then yes, term versus whole, go term. But whole life gets a bad rap because people aren't implementing the right strategies that can be used inside the policy. Well said. And I used to want to get into self-directed IRAs and you know solo 401ks, but there's a problem with that. I can't invest my kids solo 401k or self-directed IRA into my deals. Well, the reason I'm want to get free from Wall Street is because I want control. Mm-hmm. But the government does a really good job of telling you that you can't control it through their tax advantaged vehicles. Well, here's a tax advantaged vehicle that you can control where you're putting your money and not just where Fidelity is telling you you can put your money. So this is why I love this strategy as an entrepreneur because I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to my money. And I'm kind of a control freak when it comes to everybody else's money that is with us because I want to make sure we know what it's doing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So now you have this huge death benefit, right? Your kids, your family, they're going to be set up. Even if you give away all your earnings that you're going to create through these things, it's dividend paying policies. So you're continually growing the, the value of that policy. You're leveraging it, right? Which I love leverage if it's utilized mm-hmm. in the right way. Right. And then you're putting it into another vehicle that's getting you 8, 10, 12% on top of that. I mean, this starts to become just more and more yeah. of a no-brainer when you calculate it. And your webinar is great, by the way. I watched it today that shows the debt payoff scenario. Mm-hmm. And that $200,000, I mean, I love because it, it was really just one thing that you chunked out and said, hey, this is what we're going to show you. But as you start to expand that to the rest of your life, to your mortgages, to your cars, to your investment vehicles, to your retirement plans. I mean, the creator of the 401k said that it was the worst thing he ever invented. And the entire world is still pumping money into a 401k and putting it into stocks, bonds, mutual funds. And they're on the roller coaster right now. It was up this morning. It's down right now. The market just closed. It's four o'clock Eastern standard. It, It ended just a little bit below, but I don't know how people can legitimately bank on how they're going to retire by being on that roller coaster. So we, what we're trying to figure out is what other wealthy people did to preserve their wealth and then follow those steps. Right. And you you guys are doing a great job of that with your clients. And it's gotta be a lot of fun to watch people one, use it to pay off debt. And then two, take that next step and say, now I'm going to start investing in creation, this creating this generational wealth. I mean, it sounds a lot like you guys are really helping break these generational financial curses that families are in. Yeah, it is a generational solution for sure. And you know, the you've said so many things there that I wholeheartedly agree with. And again, 
when you go through your CFP training, it's not like they announce, hey, here comes the coolest financial vehicle you'll ever find. You really have to dig if you're going to look for anything. And like I said, I, I found this for me, for my wife, for my family. And it may or may not be the right thing for everybody, but I would absolutely think everybody should at least know that this strategy is for them. And I don't care how many candles you have on the birthday cake, or even if you are sick and can't be insured yourself, you can have one of these policies if it makes sense, uh, which is why I think it's so important to sit down, talk with someone who knows what they're talking about. And Steve, I don't know about you, but I know that there are a ton of people out there insurance licenses who maybe they read, you know, an IBC or infinite banking article on the web two years ago. And, oh yeah, yeah, sure. I can do that for you. No problem. Let me just scratch together a, a life insurance contract real quick. It'll mess up your financial plan. If you don't design these things from the get go, it's like some of the funds that you put together. It has to be done right from the start. It's like buying a car. You know, you've got to make sure that car was engineered correctly from the start, you know, and if it was, then we have nothing to worry about. You know, I have no idea how they make this phone work here. But I do know that I push a button and it was engineered correctly so that it works. And so you're exactly right. The, the 401k has become a monster that should be destroyed. That's Ted Benna's own words, the guy who's, who found the 401k tax code. I would say the worst thing we can do is ignore that this financial industry is out for themselves, not for you and me. It's out for its own survival. That's why they call it assets under management, for goodness sakes. It's your assets under their management. So, you know, work with someone uh, that you trust, that you believe is looking out for your best interest and has a different way to look at things uh, than the herd. As I say, you know, if you follow the herd, you're going to be slaughtered. So find a way to, to work with someone who's thinking outside the box. Continue to listen to Steve's podcast and continue to listen to voices that give you a new perspective. And, and I think you'll go far for sure. Yeah, it's been eye-opening for us for sure. And, you know, when you start to read who utilizes these strategies, families like the Rockefellers and right. um, Vanderbilt. Hotel, Vanderbilt's hoteliers mm-hmm. around the world. I mean, it's just, it becomes this aha moment to recognize that you have been pitched on something that never fails, right? I mean, Wall Street never fails. Wall Street never loses. Even when they do fail, and all these people are supposed to go to jail, like in the mortgage crisis of 2008, it never happens. Wall Street gets bailed out. They all yep. keep their jobs. And it's you left holding the bag, which is yep. really the, the reason that we started this is when my dad passed away after the crash, he lost a lot of his wealth and didn't get to ride the wave back up. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, what do you do to insulate your family now and in the future? And, you know, this is one of the strategies that we read about. And it wasn't, it, it was, we read the book. And we said, all right, well, let's find somebody that does this like yourself full time for a living. And a lot of the stories are similar. It's, we didn't know it was out there. We started researching it. We used it for myself. And then I loved it so much that I thought, man, everybody needs to know about this. And you go out and spread the good news, you know? So awesome, Mark, where would people find you so that they can get in touch with you? Because you can take a financial analysis for people too, right? Like you can sit down with them for probably 30, 40 minutes and go through and build out what one of these policies would look like for somebody and how they can implement it in their debt reduction strategy, their wealth creation strategy, and show them exactly where they'll be in a certain amount of time. So what's that look like and how can people seek you out? You're right. Uh, Whether you're on the backside of the starting line or well beyond halfway through the marathon, so to speak, 
you know, when you control the financial environment where your money lives, you win, plain and simple. If banks control the financial environment where your money lives, they're going to win. Whether you're in debt, up, you have a $100 million net worth, if the banks are in control, they're ultimately going to win. So, you know, we'd be very honored to chat with folks about wherever you are on that spectrum. And if you head to growmorewealth.com, growmorewealth.com is our site where you can reach out to me or one of my colleagues. And if you just want to learn more about the strategy first, we've got a few, like you said, we've got some webinars up on YouTube. If you search for the debt snow bank method, I'm sure you'll find us or uh, just look for uh, our YouTube channel. But our podcast is called Not Your Average Financial Podcast. And so check that out if you'd like to just learn a little bit more about us first. But again, that main site, if folks don't remember anything else, is just head to growmorewealth.com. All the resources are there for you. Awesome. Mark, pleasure having you on. I'm sure that we will continue to chat again and again because I think we we have the same purpose, which is to serve people and to get them off of the spinning wheel of, of financial roller coaster life and to get them pointed in the right direction. So thank you so much for being on the show and we will chat soon. Way to go. Keep up the great work. Thanks, man. You too. Thanks for listening to the Free From Wall Street podcast. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think.